welcome back to this week's episode of Label Me with me, Corinne Benke. <laughs> this week, I have a very special guest, Wemi Opakunle. Wemi is an author and coach and a passionate entrepreneur who believes in using every gift you have in this life journey. She is at heart a creative and a creator. In the span of her career, she has recruited for and partnered with top advertising agencies, global brands, and entertainment clients. She's launched multiple businesses, including a fashion brand and blog. She is also the author of the inspirational book, Thank God It's Monday, which was recently named one of the top 10 must-read motivational books. Wemi has spent the last decade dedicated to encouraging and empowering the human spirit and has coached and guided leaders at Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, and creatives alike. Her advice has been featured on NBC News, Yahoo Finance, Glassdoor, Thrive Global, and many other outlets. So without further ado, let's talk Label Me with our girl, Wemi. Hi, Wemi. Hi, Corinne. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining. Um, I want to just jump right in. I know that we get to chat every once in a while and catch up, but I feel like our talks are so fruitful. And I just wanted to share your knowledge and your kindness and your positivity with the world. So let's jump in. Label Me is all about the journey. So let's start from the top. Uh, What's your origin story? And how did you grow into your truest self? So that is a very loaded, loaded question. Um, I think we never stop growing, right? Until the day we leave this earth, this journey, um, it's a continuous learning process. But when I think about, you know, my origin story or how all of this started, it's interesting because when I was five, I distinctively remember sitting uh, or standing in front of the mirror and looking at myself in the mirror and asking, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> and that's Old, that's very <laughs> that's very scary for a five year old. First of all, I must have been really bored. Um, but I think it's because I always sensed that there was something more, um, you know, to my life, to my journey. I was very I was a very curious child. My grandma used to say, you know, you ask a lot of questions. <laughs> but I think you know you have to ask questions and and there was always this sense and this feeling again that there was something much greater than me uh both outside of me and in me. And so, you know, at 5 I started to ask those questions and you know, as I, I continued to grow up, I I I would say I started to tap into more of the spiritual side of myself. I remember When I was six years old, I would, you know, have these very vivid dreams and, you know, they would happen exactly as I dreamt them. And thankfully, my parents did not freak out. Um, I'm, you know, I was born in Nigeria and it's a very, we have a very spiritual, um, you know, culture and um, a lot of superstitions as well. But my parents, um, my mom especially just encouraged me to, to tap in and she's like, this is a gift. You know, you're, you're connected to something, you know, your inner self, your divine intelligence. It's good that you're connected to this. So I, you know, grew up very normal just thinking that, you know, everyone had this gift um, or, you know, could have dreams and see things before they came to pass. But I think that also solidified uh, the fact that there was something greater, that there was something more. And um, when I think about just how that journey evolved, you know, it evolved with a lot of suffering, like most people, um, like most of their journeys do, just a lot of suffering in terms of 
not knowing what path. So there's an idea that there's something greater than you out there, but then not knowing, you know, what that path looks like, how you're going to get to, you know, to, to walk that path and the ups and downs that come with it. So I'll say my path to enlightenment, to awareness, just there was a lot of suffering involved, but on the other side, was recognizing the power um, within. So, you know, a lot of that started as I as I left university and, you know, moved to Los Angeles and was trying to discover and find myself in my 20s and just a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, but it also led to an awakening and I'm still awakening right now. And that's, that's the exciting part. I, I don't think we ever stop, right? It, that's the exciting part also is the journey. It's, it's never going to be about the destination. It's always going to be about the journey. I love that. And I love that you talk about suffering as well as the brighter side where you've landed. I think a lot of people don't touch on that side of their journey. And that's part of that's part of it. Right. Um, Can you speak more to your family bond? And I know your mom, you talk about your mom a lot, like personally in our relationship um, and in your book a little bit. And thank God it's Monday. So just unfolding on that a little bit more. Yeah. So my relationship with my mom is she's my best friend. She is, you know, my confidant, my best friend, my cheerleader, my biggest supporter. She calls me out on my crap. And I do write about her a lot um, in the book because we, you know, my mom is actually a pastor and um, I watched her counsel people. I watched her help people for so long, um, for multiple decades. And I remember actually, you know, just being a part of, of that journey with her and always thinking, gosh, I could never do that. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the patience for the drama that people always have. Um, I don't have the time for it. Um, but it's interesting that I'm essentially in the same line of work. Exactly. (laughs) Except it's just on the other side, but it's just, it's so interesting because again, I learned so much from her and we both, uh, my mom always said, you know, my calling was never a church. My calling was, you know, has always been to help people, to comfort people, to help them, you know, discover their power as well. And so I watch her do that. And I watch her counsel people um, for most of my childhood and, you know, into my, my adult years. And even now she's still does it and people calling her from all over the world. But, you know, I think it's so important for you to have someone who is incredibly supportive, you know, of you, I think of supportive of your journey, who's not judgmental. And that's what my mom has been for me. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting because I think she also was going through an awakening when I was going through my journey. So we were able to kind of go from growing up together in this religious background to shifting to spirituality. And, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, God isn't in a church or in a building or in an ashram or, you know, he, God is everywhere. Um, and I, I, I wanted, I was almost defaulted to the he, because that's what we've been brought up to think that God is this Mm -hmm. man in the sky. (laughs) And a lot of people who grew up with religion, um, you know, have that. We think that God is separate from us, but there was this shift in that God is within you and God is within me. And until we start seeing that, that this is what, this is what connects all of us. I think this is where, you know, the division is, right? Like my God is better than your God, or, you know, I'm spiritual and you're religious where we're all the same and we're all connected to this creative source and this creative energy. So I think what's been really great about my relationship with my mom is that she and I connect on that level. We understand each other on that level. She recognizes that she's not only my mom, she's not only my best friend, but she's here to be a guide 
for me. And, you know, she doesn't own my journey. All she can do is guide me in the right direction. And it's funny because she always laughs now. She says, she tells me all the time, she's like, you're guiding me now. She's like, I listen to all of your messages. And I'm like, she's talking to me. I'm like, mom, what? That's so, <laughs> so it's it's now turned around where she's like, you're my guru. I'm like, mom, stop saying that. She's like, no, you're my guru. That is so <laughs> I like to listen really to that. Nice. So it's, it's a great, you know, relationship in that we're constantly learning and evolving and, and, you know, just connecting on a higher level with each other. And it's the same thing with my siblings as well. That's so great. Um, I think it's beautiful that you've been able to almost evolve her teachings or not even evolve them. Right. But take what you've seen her carry out through her life and, and make that your own and really make a space for yourself. That's similar and carries a lot of the same values, but is true to who you are. I think that's really beautiful. It's it's something that is so surprising. And I never thought, and I don't think she ever thought that, you know, that would be the case, that this would be the journey that we both saw for ourselves. But it has been, again, you know, just a lot of trial and error. We have so many conversations about the meaning of life and why we're here and purpose. And I think purpose is so important. Uh, one thing that is that drives our relationship forward is that there's purpose behind the love that we have for each other. So she's not just my mom. There's purpose behind the love that she has for me and purpose behind the love that I have for her. And I think, you know, we we often, we miss this idea that, you know, it's like, oh my God, when I fall in love or, you know, when I'm married or when I have kids or, you know, when I have this job and, you know, we end up being miserable when we get the things that we want, mainly because we think it's going to bring us this magic, you know, it's this magic pill that will, you know, finally give us happiness and peace and joy. The other part of it is that sometimes those paths don't have purpose behind them. So a marriage without purpose is nothing. Friendship without purpose is nothing. Love without purpose is nothing. Um, a business without purpose is nothing. This podcast, what you're doing, it has purpose behind it. There's a reason why you're doing it. There's something that's driving you. And it's not just to say, oh, I'm going to throw another podcast out there because anyone can do that. But there's a reason your path, your journey has led you, which has driven the purpose behind it. So it's, you know, it's the same thing within my relationship with my mom is that it is so purpose driven and she's so aligned with my purpose and she doesn't want to stand in the way of my purpose. She wants to encourage me uh, to be better um, and, and to challenge me and also to accept me for exactly who I am. That's so beautiful. And it is true. Like it's very rare that parents can look past their own ego and see their child for who they are yeah. truly. And so that your mom has the capacity and just the love in her heart to do that is so special. Because we always think, and, and that's the thing I, I think about it when I think about having kids, it's that, you know, you're not, you don't own the kids that you have. You're just a guide for them in this journey. You know, it's, it's not your journey, your path and your journey, that's yours, you know, to take, it's yours to tread. But when it comes to other people, when it comes to expectations with friends and family and the people that are closest to us, we can be very harsh, right? Because, you know, we feel like we own a part of them, but if we can separate ourselves from it and, and recognize that we don't own that experience in any way, shape or form, if you can realize that, yes, you are here as a guide. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't discipline the child or you don't, you know, that you coddle them. My mom told me, you know, a lot of times while growing up, she's like, I'm not your friend. <laughs> she's like, I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. 
And we didn't become friends until later. Uh, but that was her job, you know, was to be my guide and my mother, uh, but not to own that experience, right? And I think, you know, we all learn as as we go. And there are things that I think back at, I'm like, okay, I wouldn't do that with my child, or I would do that with my child. And you just learn. And the goal is that, you know, in this journey is that we're better than the people who came before us. And that's what they want for us too, is to be better than them uh, with with our relationships and the dynamics that we have in our lives and, and the kids that come after um, is how can we be better? That's so true. I think that just having that outlook in general of wanting to be better and, and needing to focus your energy on being better is, yeah. is really, really important. Um, I know this journey of label me for me is all about labels and not necessarily finding the best label that fits for you for eternity, right? It's that the journey is ever evolving. The labels you're going to have in your life are constantly going to be changing. For you, what do you feel like you've been defined as or what labels do you feel other people have put on you that you've disliked and that haven't necessarily aligned with you or have negatively affected you? Yeah, I think that as someone who is creative at their core, you know, like you said, it's the same thing with you. There's so many paths, so many journeys that we're going to take. And I always say that, you know, we are here, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, first of all. And I think we often forget that. But in this this human experience that we're having as spiritual beings, we're going to do a lot of different things. And, you know, we'll be labeled as, you know, wife, as friend, as sister, brother, mother, father, um, you know, all of these things, like an employer, an employee, uh, a business owner, entrepreneur, or creative, but ultimately that word creative, um, I use that word often because I think sometimes people say, well, you know, I don't draw, I don't paint, I don't dance, I don't sing. That may- means I'm not a creative, but you are here to create, which makes you a creative. And you could be in a math class being creative with numbers, or you can be, you know, um, you can own a gym business and be creative or be, you know, have a podcast and be creative or be a writer and be creative. There's so many ways um, that we can be creative, right? So I think for me, um, when I think about what I've been labeled as, what I've labeled myself as, you know, sometimes in the past is, you know, that word creative has always been a huge part of me. I've just always felt that, you know, you have so many gifts in this life and in this journey, and it is so important to use every single one of them. Because the one thing that I do not want to do is to lay on my deathbed wishing, man, I really wish I had done that. And that's, that's, a you know, something that, you know, most people will be like, I, there are two things that you probably don't wish you you've done more of when you're, you know, sitting on your deathbed is like, oh, I wish I'd like worked more or gone to the office more or had more kale salad. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I, I wish I traveled more. I wish I'd create, I wish exactly. I created more. I wish I had this dream, you know, that dream that I had, I wish I'd run with it. So, you know, in the past for me, I think, one label that I've given myself, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I I tend to, you know, just understand again that it's fluid and, you know, we're constantly creating. It it never ends. Is just to be a creator. Um, That is one thing that I've seen myself as, but, you know, in the past as well, and even, you know, as, you know, as, as recently as, as a couple of months ago, I remember someone was like, God, you're just so positive. Like that was a negative thing. Mm. (laughs) And I don't hold it against them. I think, um, It's an opportunity to ask questions and see, you know, like, well, why do you think that is, you know, why do you feel jaded? Um, And the one thing I always say is what's the alternative? 
because I've been down the other path. I've been, you know, miserable. And it doesn't mean that you stop, you know, the challenges stop coming up. Um, you know, the moment you're you're more spiritual, etc. Challenges always, if that's if one thing that life guarantees us is that we will always have challenges. It never stops. But we can control how we respond to those challenges. And I choose to you know, be present in those challenges as much as I possibly can. I choose to be happy. I choose peace of mind. It's a choice every single day when I wake up, you know, to choose that path instead of the the path that I've already been down. I've been down that path. I know how that ends. <laughs> I know. Right? I feel I, you. I, I don't. I don't need to go down that path again. I, I always say every year, I'm like, okay, here are the lessons that I learned last year that I do not need to repeat <laughs> again, right? So I, I think, you know, when someone says, gosh, like, you know, you're always so positive or, you know, like, why why are you always so positive? And my answer is, what's the alternative? So sometimes people want to label you as unrealistic or, you know, just like with you're looking at the world with rose-colored glasses. No, I see the world exactly as it is. I just choose the approach that um, I use to face those challenges. That's what's important. I I feel you with that. And I feel like it's hard work, right? Like you really do permeate and radiate positivity in the most honest way. And I know a lot of that is just who you are, your kind soul. But what do you think other factors are that has helped shaped you to be this way? I know you said your struggles and seeing the other side, but are there any other factors that have guided you to putting in the work to seeing things in a more positive light each day? I think there's, um, so I always say, you know, who do I see myself as or who do I want to be? Right. And then instead of thinking about it as a future state, I think, how can I be a better person now? Now it doesn't mean I'm perfect. I am often impatient. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's something that I work on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I want things now, um, but I'm, I'm, I've learned and I, I continue to learn to be in a state of allowance and to allow the timing of the things that I want to unfold in their right time. But I think, you know, mindset is two things, nature and nurture, right? So, you know, nature is, you know, we're all born into this world. So think about when we were babies, um, you know, babies are not terrible human beings when they come into this world. They're not going out, you know, murdering people or talking crap about people or being They're negative. So They're just pure, like the purest. <laughs> exactly. And that is who we are at our core. So when I um, did the cover of my book, Thank God It's Monday, I wanted uh, two things. I well, I knew that it was going to be yellow and I also wanted a stick figure. And it's funny because the illustrator that I worked with, I looked for her, like she she's in Europe and I found her. She does not speak English. I believe she's actually from the Ukraine, but um, I remember finding her on Pinterest and like just stalking all of her stick figures. And you might ask why this importance um, on stick figures, but you know, I wanted something that you could not judge. And it's a stick figure literally throwing his hands up in the air and is smiling, right? Uh, you can't say that this figure, this stick figure is a man or a woman, a girl or a boy, uh, black, white, you know, Asian, like Latino, uh, Latina. You can't say anything about it. It just is a stick figure. And when you look at that stick figure with the hands up in the air, with that happiness, that is who we are at our core, right? And I wanted to... I wanted to show that. I wanted to say, this is who we are. 
outside of the life situations that are swirling around us. This is who we are when we are born as those babies that, you know, that don't think that anything is impossible. The babies that they, they look at the world and they look at it with marvel. They are in their imagination, creating every single minute of every day. And babies who, when they want something, they cry out loud and they expect that you're going to give it to them, that you as a representation of life and their guardian is going to find a way to get them what they want. And, you know, it's interesting because again, that part is the nurture, the nature part. That's how we're born. And then there's the nurture, which is as we get through these, you know, life situations, as we get through, as we adults, you know, who are we on the other side? And that's when we have to do the work. We essentially have to revert back to being children. We have to revert back to, you know, who we are when we were kids, when we could dream and imagine and do all of these phenomenal things. What does that actually look like? So I think the path has been two things. It's been, you know, both nature and nurture. And in my journey now, it's literally tapping back into the nature part of it, tapping back into, you know, who I was before I let life tell me who I should be. So, you know, how do I continue to work on myself and how do I essentially kind of revert back to who I've always been, which is joyful and happy and at peace and trusting of life and, you know, life's timing and the journey. It's essentially taking that journey back within to rediscover my power. So it's been two pronged, um, just thinking about what has affected me and my journey in this way, that, and again, you know, the life challenges and the situations and literally just saying, I choose to be better. I choose, you know, to recognize that I am not my life situation. I'm not what has happened to me or what is happening to me. Wow. That's so true. There is so much work. I think what you're speaking on speaks a lot to what a lot of therapists focus on is going back to your inner child and understanding, you know, wait, why are you feeling this way? Why do you keep acting out like this? Why do you keep having these emotions that are weighing so heavily on you? And a lot of it does really dive back to your inner child and needs that maybe weren't met or neglected. So I think it's great that you have that so front and center and you're so hyper aware of it. I I think it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily even realize is, is something that they can address. I always say self-awareness is the first path. And again, I, I'm not saying this in any way in that, oh, I am not perfect. There's so much that I continuously work on every mm-hmm. single day because that's why I'm here is to be the best version of myself. And there are times where certain life lessons, I always say nothing goes away until it teaches us what we need to know. And so there's certain life lessons that repeat themselves in my life because I haven't learned. I don't get to move on to the next chapter until I pass the test, um, you know, at the end of the first chapter. So my life is far from perfect, but it's perfect for me because that journey is perfect for me. It's perfect for, you know, what I need to learn and to know in this, in this journey, in this path. Right. So, you know, it's, it is the path back within it has been a lot of suffering. It's been a lot of awakening. It's been a lot of consciousness. It's been also exhausting sometimes. And I always say it's like, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. The moment you start to realize that, you know, you want something better for yourself. And that's why most diets fail, right? Because if you binge and you, you know, you're going to fall back, but if you make certain changes in your life, for example, gratitude is a huge part of my life. So, you know, that could be, that's not just something that I do like 
once, like once every six months or nine months, I do it every day. You know, when I am upset, when I'm sad, when I'm, you know, frustrated, when I'm unsure, I always think, well, what can I do now about it? And the first thing that usually comes to mind is, well, what, what is going right right now? What can Mm -hmm. you be grateful for? Because there's always, 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 always something to be grateful for. So it doesn't mean that the life challenges stop coming. It's just that, again, you have a choice in how you respond and how you react to it. And what does it look like when your life actually starts to, when you make these lifestyle changes versus like life diets where you're like, oh my God, you know, this is the new trend law of attraction, but Mm -hmm. how can you change your mind and your emotions to make sure that you're not just getting one thing right out of life. It's like, oh, I want to manifest one thing. It's like, well, I want my life to be the best possible life that I can have. How can yeah. I make that happen? And and that's the deep work that a lot of people don't realize that needs to be done, right? We take life goes so fast and obviously yeah. things have slowed down in this pandemic life, but still moving quickly or not addressing root issues. So I think you're right in taking the moment to to sit down and be like, what is it really that needs to be addressed here? That's yeah. not some quick fad that'll make me happy momentarily and then things come crashing down again. Yeah. And and that will, you know, again, the the interesting thing is I always I remember I used to say way back in the day when I first started this, I used to say, you know, is there gonna be a time where I have no problems? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I just feel like I just want it to, you know, just to be calm. And listen, I have very, very calm moments now where there's not much, you know, like craziness happening, but we're human beings. We're here because mm-hmm. we desire to be in this journey. So there's always going to be something that we want. There's always going to be something that it feels like we're chasing. There's always going to be something that, you know, comes up where, you know, it'll threaten our peace of mind. But mm-hmm. again, it is how do we respond? How are we going to choose? We never stop. If we never stop thinking that we have a choice, then we're going to be okay. Because the moment that we think that we don't have a choice in the matter is the moment that we start to spiral. But if we recognize that there is always, 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 first of all, something to be grateful for. And I always have a choice in how I respond, you know, to my life situation, then you can choose to be better. You can choose um, to be grateful. You can choose to not engage (laughs) even in, in, in the problem or in, in the relationships that have drama, you know, tied to them, but there's always a choice there for us. That's so true. And that's a lot of what label is for me, right? It's choosing to live a better life each day on this journey. Yeah. I know that we've like talked about this offline, but what are five words that you'd use to describe who you are today to everyone? It's a great, it's a great thing. Cause I, I actually, um, I sat down at the beginning of the year and I tried to think about what words would describe me now um, mm. and what words do I want to associate with this year? And I think based on, you know, 2020 was a really tough year for so many people. I stopped saying that it was a crazy year and it was insane. And, you know, it's like a lot of people were like, you know, get 2020 out of here, or kick it in the butt. Yeah. I actually, I, it's weird. I didn't see it that way, but I, I think also because, 
you know, because I had maybe gone through a lot of suffering in the past, like 2008 was a really, really, 2008, 2009 was really, really tough year for me. Um, because I got laid off from my job. Again, there was like a lot of suffering there. I did start a new business at the time, but you know, the juxtaposition of being or starting a new business, something new, something great, and the uncertainty of, well, how am I going to support this new, new business because I've gotten laid off? But it was a really, really tough time for me. I remember everything. I was pushing against life's current. Life was pushing back at me. I was just, it was miserable, you know, and, and my body also felt that my body responded to how I was feeling. So I was just sick all the time. Um, because again, I was pushing against life's current. It's interesting because it's happened now twice in my life. Like right after I graduated from college, when I was looking for a job, I went through, you know, a similar scenario. And so when this time came up in 2020, I was like, just like I told you before, there are certain lessons that I am not looking to learn again. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think like right off the bat, I was just kind of like, okay, this is happening. This is kind of crazy. How can I be present in it? And so I would go to the supermarket and it was just really eerie, just the way that people were responding and, you know, the scarcity that was just driving people and the fear. I think right off the bat, recognizing that this was an opportunity for me to be a watcher of my thoughts and my emotions, I started checking it pretty early. Um, but, you know, the throughout 2020, 2020 actually ended up being a really great year. And, you know, I'm not just saying that because, you know, I had, I put a filter over it. <laughs> I really felt that there was a lot that happened, a lot that changed. Um, it was a powerful year because we could not run away from who we are as human beings and the damage mm -hmm. that we have done um, to so many people, um, to each other. And, you know, it, I, I liken it to, and this is going to sound really gross, but I liken it to like a clogged toilet. Oh, geez. <laughs> maybe because imagine like when you have a, a clog, okay, let's maybe call it a clog sink instead. Better. You have a clog sink or clog toilet and you got to get somebody to come in and snake it. And when they come and snake it, it is disgusting. Like you have their stuff that just bubbles up and you're like, ew, gross. I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. But that's what's in there. That's what you've been living with, right? You may yeah. not want to see it, but it's it's been there. Um, and so after you do all of that and you snake it and you unclog and all of the stuff rises to the surface, it then goes down. And because you've unclogged, it can flow through and then you rinse it and then you bleach and you disinfect and you clean and you try not to clog it again. So that's kind of what the year represented. It was a lot of unclogging for a lot of people, but you know, to your point, you know, it gave me a lot of thought at the end of the year and at the beginning of the year, it's like, okay, how do I see myself now? And I think the words that I would use is aligned. I feel very, very aligned. I feel aligned, um, which actually ties into the second word, which is purpose-driven. I feel aligned with my purpose. I've never felt more aligned with, you know, why I'm here. And the purpose, um, why we're here is to be, to life wants to experience itself through us. So to be here fully and wholly um, and to allow life to experience itself through me fully is why I'm here. And those experiences will vary. But, you know, in, in my coaching practice and, in, in, you know, coaching clients of mine um, and some a lot of the inspirational work that I put out into the public, I just think I've never felt more aligned with my purpose. And I feel good 
about what I'm putting out into the world and what I feel that I will, you know, what I feel my legacy will be. What I feel, you know, people will think, well, did she leave me better than she found me? Did she leave this earth better than she found it? That's always my goal and my purpose. So I feel aligned. I feel purpose driven. I feel grateful. I started off 2020 with a challenge. It wasn't a challenge to myself, but it was more of a reminder. And I said, be ridiculously and intensely grateful. And there would be times where I literally would be like, I, what can I be like jumping up and down, rolling on my carpet because something little happened and I don't see it as little. I see it as phenomenal. Um, I think it's Einstein that says there are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle and the other is as though everything is a miracle. So I wanted to see everything as a miracle and everything is a miracle. The fact that you and I are sitting here talking you know, and, and on this podcast is a miracle. The technology that we're using is a miracle. The air that they're, that we're breathing is a miracle. We're alive, we're healthy. All of those things matter. They count and they are miracles. So intense gratitude is something that I told myself I would continue this year. And if I ever stop and I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I'm kind of whining a little bit or I'm complaining about something that's not really, that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, I pull myself, try to pull myself out of it and see that there's always something to be grateful for. And then the other part is, um, I would say, excuse me, abundant. I feel very, very abundant. I, I am living a life that I feel is beyond my wildest dreams. And that just means being as creative as possible. And, and I define that success for myself, but I feel incredibly abundant in everything. All of the endeavors that I'm taking on and and that have happened for me over the past few years, I feel blessed and lucky and faded and just incredibly abundant. And the last thing is trusting. Um, I, you know, have fought life's current (laughs) a lot in the past and most of us do. Uh, It's hard for us to trust implicitly. It's to implicitly trust this journey, to trust why you're here, to trust, Mm -hmm. you know, that life has your back. It's hard for us to trust the timing, the when, and the how of it all. And I've seen it work in my favor. Some of the best things that have ever happened to me happened without my help. When I needed to take inspired action, I took inspired action. But most of the best things happened without my help, without me prodding and pushing and trying and trying to make it happen and hustling. I hate that word hustle Um, (laughs) because it always implies that it's difficult to get what you want, where it's like, you could just be creative. You know, it's like, I'm taking on, um, you know, all of these endeavors that excite me and it's not a hustle. It's, it's, it can be, you know, challenging in a good way. It challenges you, pushes you to be better, to be smarter, um, to be more creative, but to trust in the journey is something that has taken me a really long time. And I'm still learning it every single day. You know, I'm learning to trust that everything is going to be okay, that I will do everything that I want or better. Right. So the one word for me this year that to round that up is, is definitely trusting. So aligned, purpose-driven, grateful, abundant, and trusting. All of those, everything you just unpacked made me go, wow. (laughs) The whole time you're talking, I was just thinking, wow, that is deep. And I say that because even you talking about being grateful and looking at everything from from the perspective of it being a miracle, really having that mindset is just so special and it's so needed. I don't think people realize that they can reach 
that point of perspective if they just do the work. And I know a lot of this, actually, you speaking to these five words really made me think about your book, Thank God It's Monday, because I think about the two of my favorite chapters are actually um, week six, uh, Stop Waiting, Start Living. Mm. And that reminds me of you speaking to being purpose-driven because I, I have read that chapter a few times and I just need that reminder. Yeah. Your book is like my reminder to myself too. It's, it's And it reminds me too. Sometimes I go yeah. back and, you know, it's interesting. The book was written um, because I was also, you know, in pain at some point going through all of those things. So it, it was a message to other people as much as it was for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just revisited that message and I actually wanted to do a video around it, which I, I just um, I just filmed the other day. I'm going to post it soon. But, you know, sometimes we just like we're in a constant state of waiting, waiting for things yeah. to be perfect, waiting for, you know, you could be there could be a million things that would make this podcast better. But and you can wait for all of those million things or you could just do it. Mm hmm. You know, you could just get it done and you could just, you know, have conversations and you could just, you know, leave the world with these conversations and put it out into the world and see how it connects with people and who it connects with and all of those amazing things. So I think, you know, there is no perfection in this journey in anything. And the moment the the, the moment we get that into our heads, the sooner we can actually start doing what we were here to do, which is to create and just be in every single moment, right? Because nothing is perfect. Anything, everything will, can always be better. You know, I went through Thank God It's Monday so many times. I still find places in the book where I'm like, oh, that's not what I like wanted to write there. <laughs> <laughs> or I missed that. I can't believe I missed that. Oh, that comma should have shifted, you know, over there. And I'm like, okay, after a while, you just got to let it go. It's yeah. in the world. It is what it is. It's like, do you get the message? That's yeah. the main important. That's the, the, the main part. The most important thing is like, do you get it? Does it resonate? And it does. So it's, you know, you can be perfect or you could just live. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and there's so much power and joy in just living and doing. Yeah. And once you do the thing, once you put out the podcast, once you write the book, you stand on the other side of it and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I'm so proud yeah. of myself. My, my brother said to me the other day, I was on the phone with him and he was like, wow, you wrote a book. And I was like, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's like, I mean, it's not crazy, but I always knew that I would write a book. Funny enough, I knew I would write a book. I didn't know what it would be about, but I always knew that I would write a book. And when I was younger, my mom, like I used to write a lot, but not for fun. Um, <laughs> and I would write a lot of these like, you know, essays and stories. And, and, you know, when, when I um, went through my little, um, kind of like grunge phase ish thing. And I was listening to like system of a down. Oh, we never talked about grunge. I mean, this is another, I am filled with surprises, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember I would just start listening to words. Like the words in music meant something, you know, to me. And then Mm -hmm. when I moved to, I moved to France, to the South of France in Nice. And I was really excited about that move. And then I was really miserable when I got there for like a short period of time, because it's hard to adjust to uproot yourself and be in a completely different, you know, culture, environment space. I miss my family. And I was like, well, this is what you wanted. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because I, I remember just, I started writing more. I started writing poetry. I started writing songs, um, of, you know, about being miserable. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, you know, I never knew that all of those things, every single piece like of the puzzle would lead me to where I am today. And I genuinely, I love to write. I love to create. And there are times where, you know, thank God it's Monday volume two is done. I just need to sit down and put the the puzzle pieces together. Um, lock myself in a room and just like, you know, go through it. But I've been writing it over the past two years. And every time, you know, I'll go on my, on the notes on my phone or in a doc and I put what I'm thinking down. Sometimes it's just like a paragraph. Sometimes it's two sentences. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, five paragraphs. Um, and then I recognize I just put it out there and it's like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to this. This has purpose. This has a time for it. And when it's time, I'm going to come back to this and, and put it out into the world. So it's not focusing on the fact that everything has to be perfect. Um, and, and, you know, there is no perfect dream. There's no perfect path to a dream. Uh, and, and we all have to wake up and, and stop waiting and, and start living now and taking those moments and seizing those moments. That's so true. And I think what's really awesome too is that you talk about trusting and seizing those moments, right? Like you're using the trust that you have in yourself and you're ta- from your book as well, tapping into to your internal GPS. How are you choosing to live a better life? Like what ways have you chosen to, to define who you are to the world and what outlets are you using to kind of share out with people to understand how they can tap into it too? Yeah, I think, you know, I, every week I do the Monday doses of inspiration on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. And, you know, it takes a lot of vulnerability, right. To put yourself out there, to tell your truth. It's, and it's just my truth. It's just my version. Um, I don't need to convince anyone of anything. I don't need to force anyone to believe. Um, I always say, I don't, you know, I have a very positive community, purpose-driven community on Instagram, which I never saw coming. I always wanted it, but I didn't know how it would evolve. And it takes a lot of vulnerability to be able to put yourself out there. It takes a lot of vulnerability to be able to um, speak your truth. And I, I often say that I don't need to convince anyone of anything. I don't need to, I'm not trying to sell you anything. <laughs> I just want to tell my truth and, and share that, you know, with the world. And, you know, Brene Brown says that there's no bravery without vulnerability. And it takes both you know, bravery and vulnerability to, to, to speak your truth and to put that work out there. But it can often also feel it's not the easiest path or journey. Um, you know, I, I believe it was Lizzo that said, you know, when she was coming up as an artist that, you know, she, it was like trees falling in the forest and no one cared, no one heard them fall. And it's so, such a simple, but just poignant truth that, you know, trees fall every day in the forest and no one cares. And sometimes it can feel that way within social media and within, you know, the the creative space that you're putting all this work and effort and energy out there and who is listening, who is watching. But I feel like I've built a pretty good community, um, you know, on Instagram, like purpose-driven, positive, but every once in a while, trolls will pop up and... <laughs> Oh my God. It's a good little um, reminder of, you know, like what the ego can do, right? If Mm, you allow it. Oh, absolutely. And so to think, you know, when someone shows up and says something like crazy on your page and you're like, you don't even know me. And, you know, I, I'm, again, I'm not trying to sell you anything or convince you of anything. Are you done? And sometimes you want to fight back. Your ego wants to fight back and you have to remind yourself, 
that nothing can add or take away from who you are. So I continue in spite of that. Again, it's very rare that this happens. Like the, the people that, you know, that engage with my content online are very positive, you know, very purpose-driven. They want a better life. They want to be positive. And that's the kind of community I want to continue to cultivate. So that's one part of it is continuing to you know, do that. And, you know, I believe in leading and living by example. I can talk about love and compassion all day, but if I don't lead with love and compassion, if I don't show, you know, it in my interactions, um, especially when no one is looking, when no one is watching, then it doesn't mean anything. So, you know, that's one part too, is that, you know, it's to make sure that who I am online also matches who I am offline, uh, because that's just an extension. I don't want people to, and, you know, we all go through things, right? It's not that, you know, I'm smiling every single minute of every single day. And I'm very honest about that with the community that I've built online is that I speak to, you know, positivity and, and, you know, um, trust and all of these things in abundance because I have lived it. I've lived the suffering that came before that. So I never ask people to do something that I have not done. And I never tell people, you know, any truths that I have not experienced myself. So that's one part. And I also make sure that um, everything that I do is tied to purpose. How can I leave this place better than I found it? How can I leave your life better than I found it in every interaction? Is it just by being present and listening? Um, Is it by you know, acknowledging your pain? Is it being, you know, by being compassionate, you know, towards you, even if I have not lived that experience as you, can I just acknowledge your pain? I think that's really important. Lastly, I think I just try to show up as the best version of myself. And again, to leave every space better than I found it. The best version of yourself is always evolving. It never ends. We never stop learning. I don't know it all. I do not claim to know it all. I only share what I do know. And hopefully, you know, people can learn and take something from that. But you know, it, it, it is again to show that nothing is perfect. I'm not perfect. My journey is not perfect, but it is perfect for me. And I accept and I'm trusting of the fact that, you know, this journey is meant to teach me and grow me and, and elevate me into the best version of myself. So those are just a couple of ways, you know, that I choose every day to be better. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I, I started making sure, and I actually, I got an alarm clock so that I didn't have to look at my phone. Uh, but the first thing that I do is just to be grateful, to be grateful for a good night's rest. Sometimes it's just three hours of rest, <laughs> but I woke up and I'm grateful for that. And then you just being grateful for my body, being grateful, you know, for having a voice, being grateful for running like hot, hot water <laughs> running. Um, you know, I could be anywhere else right now where that's not the case. It's a luxury. Um, a lot of what I have in this journey is a luxury. I feel so lucky to have what I have to be where I am to even be able to, you know, have this journey. I moved from Nigeria with my family when I was 13 and I had a good life back then, a great life, but I always knew that I could have an even better life. And to be here in a land of opportunity, in a land where anything is possible, I do not take that for granted. I am intensely grateful, you know, for that as well. Yeah. And I love that you, I mean, it's so true how you speak to living truthfully to yourself and to others. It's not just something that you preach online and then, uh, you know, switch kind of flips when you're in person. I know that every time we catch up and and we've known each other for years, I was just talking about that with Neil. Like we've known each other since maybe 2015. 2014 like it's been a while it has (laughs) Um, every time we catch up 
it's not, you know, what are you working on? Or, you know, the, the ego driven, like surface things that mostly anyone starts a conversation with, it's always, how's your soul? You know, like it's, it's going a little bit deeper and checking in on each other at that level, which I think is rare to find in a person. And I love that you actually spread your learnings and your knowledge through your coaching program too. Like you not only are this person in real life, but you try to further that. So I would love for you to speak more about the exciting things coming up for you um, with your program and with your courses. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm super excited. Again, like 2020 was very purpose driven. So has this year has been the same. And um, what I started doing more of, I've always taken on, you know, um, clients one on one. I wish I could clone myself. um, (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to even do more of this or more of that. But, you know, the the fun part has been, you know, everything is constantly evolving. But I launched um, a program uh, recently in January called Get Out of Your Own Way. And it's um, a manifestation program that teaches you, first of all, the missing ingredients um, in manifestation. A lot of us try to manifest so many things and we wonder why we're not manifesting or why not we're not manifesting consistently. And it's because there is something, there's a missing ingredient um, in the formula that we're not using. Um, and imagine baking a cake and, and, you know, forgetting to add eggs or taking, you know, like not adding any sweetener, like it would taste disgusting. It would not come out right. Or, you know, it wouldn't rise correctly. So that's what this is, is this program is sharing that it really starts from the foundation from the beginning and, and uh, pushing people to go back within and recognize the power. And then we build on that and give tools um, to, to show you how you can build your dream life. But it's very much tied to your emotions. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but um, the exciting part is um, I, I do that in a group coaching, a small group coaching, um, you know, sessions. And then I'm going to be launching in the summer, the get out of your own way program, where you can also, you can take the program, um, you know, at your own pace on your own, which I'm really, really excited about because there's so many people from all across the world that, you know, connect on, on with me on social media. So I want to be able to create that space for them. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to, to just share more about it. Uh, it's going to be launching in the summer. You can learn more at coursesbywemi.com. And uh, you can sign up for more info, be put on the wait list for more info, and I'll share more with you um, as we're ready to launch. So very excited for you. I love that your courses are expanding and that there's just so much for people to take away from everything that you have to share. And, And again, I think it's beautiful that you live your life in abundance and that you live that so truly and truthfully to yourself. So I'm so happy for you. And thanks again for being on this podcast. It means the world to me. I adore you. And you are just phenomenal. I've watched your journey. I love what you're doing. You are a phenomenal woman and you are authentic. And it is a joy, an honor and a privilege to know you, to be your friend, uh, to be part of your life and your journey. I, you know, again, I can't wait to see just more of the phenomenal things that you're going to do, Corinne. I, I adore you. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. <laughs> you did it. Yay. Yay. <laughs>